if you weren't here last week, you missed a really good week, and we started a new discussion series called Love Lies, as you see. And so this is all about like relationships, and it's perfect timing since this is February. Last week was Valentine's Day. So this is a really fun series that we're starting. And tonight, the title of this is going to be In My Feelings. Because are y'all in your feels like all the time? I, I follow y'all on Instagram. So I can see when you post a selfie with some so sad, cheesy, like Sean Mendez lyrics, like you're in your feels, okay? I know you are, so don't say you're not, okay? Uh, but do y'all like movies? Yeah? Who doesn't like movies, right? Okay. So one of my favorite things to do in my free time is to watch movies. And I'm not too picky about movies, but there's one specific genre that I refuse to watch, and that is Hallmark movies. Does anybody like Hallmark movies? Okay, you're all wrong. You need prayer at the end of this because that is evil, but I cannot sit through a Hallmark movie without wanting to claw my eyes out, and that's not me being dramatic, okay? That's just someone who has good taste. I love all types of good movies, though, like psychological thrillers, movies that make you think, like comedies, uh, other feel-good movies. I love them. And I especially love going to the movie theater. So like, there's nothing better than seeing a really great movie with some popcorn, maybe some candy, in those new reclining seats. Because once you see a movie in a theater that has the reclining seats, you can't go back. Like, I know that sounds really spoiled, but I will refuse to see a movie unless it's in a reclining seat, OK? And so my freshman year of college, I had a desire to do something that I had never done before because up until this point, I was terrified of this idea. So I had an urge to see a movie by myself, okay? So if any of you have done this, you know why this can be scary. And so I just had a strong desire to see what it would be like. But up until this point, I was scared because I thought that if someone saw me by myself, they would be like, oh, look at this loser. Like, look at this girl. She has no friends or no one loves her, her life is really sad. And so I was terrified, and I was really scared that I would feel lonely. But I decided to push through the fear and to go through it. So I went and I saw, I think it was the movie Unbroken. It's been a long time since my freshman year of college. And it was a pretty good movie. And I get to the theater. I also went at like the first showing on a Tuesday, so like 10 or 11. So I made sure no one would see me there that I knew. And there was probably like four or five other people in the theater with me. And you could tell that every single one of them had gotten the senior citizen discount that day. So it was like the perfect situation. And I was like leaping with joy inside. And so I watched the movie and I actually had like a really great experience. And there was not a second during that experience that I felt lonely. Like I was alone. I didn't have anyone sitting beside me. I didn't have a friend with me, but I didn't feel lonely. And in fact, there have been times in my life where I have been in a room like this, full of people I know, but I have felt so utterly alone. And so maybe some of you have felt that same way and you can relate. Maybe right now you feel alone and you feel like you're the only person on your side. But I want you to know that tonight, like, you are not alone and God wants you to know you're not alone. So I want to give you some facts about loneliness and how it affects you physically 
So studies have found that loneliness is a risk factor for depression. A study done in 2006 found that higher levels of loneliness were associated with more depressive symptoms. A professor at UCLA did a study on groups of people who were lonely, and he found that these people had genes that caused these serious illnesses, okay? So like loneliness is causing them to become physically sick, like diseases that can even lead to cancer, okay? Another study showed how loneliness can be a risk factor for heart disease and a 32% risk of having a stroke. So you see, like, these studies plus more are just, like, shouting at us that loneliness is physically harmful to you and loneliness is serious. It's no joke, okay? And everyone is going to experience loneliness at some point in time. Maybe you already have experienced it. If you haven't, there's going to be a time in your life where you do experience loneliness. You see, loneliness does not discriminate on your age, your gender, your race, your social status. Everyone that is human is a target to loneliness. And if we study the Bible, we see that there were so many people that were affected by loneliness, okay? And so no one is immune to loneliness. Everyone has broken parts of their life, and we can see that in Scripture. So tonight, we're going to look at the life of David. And so David was just like you. He was just like me. He had flaws, and we can easily see this in Scripture because he didn't hide his flaws, okay? He was open about them, and in his brokenness, he wrote melodies to God, okay? And so... But David was also the king of Israel. So he had led victories and he led armies into battle and he was very victorious, but he still felt lonely. And we can see this in scripture. So who has your Bible? Let me see it. Yeah. I love seeing the phones. Like that's my favorite version, but open to Psalms 22 and that's where we're going to be tonight. And we're going to start in verse one. So Psalms 22, it starts out with David crying out to God. So he says, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Why are you so far from saving me from the words of my groaning? My God, I cry out by day, but you do not answer, and by night, but I find no rest. So we see here David in a season of loneliness. If even David, like the king of Israel, this man who led victories, like if he can feel lonely, then so can you and so can I, okay? So you see, loneliness has more to do with what's going on inside of you rather than what is going on around you, okay? Loneliness is an internal obstacle, being lonely does not mean that you're alone. When you're alone, you are physically by yourself, okay? But being lonely comes from within. It is internal, okay? So you may see, like, people who have, are in relationships, they have a boyfriend, they have a girlfriend, and you see that, and you're surrounded by that, but you're alone, and you think, well, I'm lonely, and it's just because I don't have a boyfriend or I don't have a girlfriend. But that's not the truth, because loneliness is internal. So you're lonely maybe because you're putting your identity in other people. See, loneliness starts within. And if we continue in chapter 22 of Psalms, in verses 6 through 7, we see David. So he says, But I am a worm and not a man, scorned by mankind and despised by the people. 
All who see me mock, they make mouths at me, they wag their heads. And then we can see this theme of loneliness continue into verses 11 through 14. He says, Be not far from me, for trouble is near, and there is none to help. Many bulls encompass me, strong bulls of Bashan surround me. They open wide their mouths at me like a ravening and roaring lion. I am poured out like water, and all my bones are out of joint. My heart is like wax. So maybe right now you feel as David did in this psalm. So maybe you feel lonely at school because people have spoken words of hate over you, and you feel as if there was no one on your side. Maybe your home life isn't the best, and so you feel lonely there, and you feel as if you're fighting a battle alone. But I'm here to tell you that you are not alone. And you see, loneliness is a feeling, Okay, and I don't want you to think that your feelings don't matter, that they're not important. Okay, your feelings are very important, but your feelings are real, but they are not always true. So you may feel alone in your school. You may feel alone in your relationship, your friendships. You may feel alone even here in your life group. You may feel like you are the only one who experiences pain and loneliness, but those feelings are lies. You see, God has given us a truth that we are never alone, and that he will never forsake us. So in verses 22 through 26, God reveals, it's revealing how God comes to our rescue when we feel alone. So verse 22 says, I will tell of your name to my brothers. In the midst of the congregation, I will praise you. You who fear the Lord, praise him. All you offspring of Jacob, glorify him and stand in awe of him. All you offspring of Israel. For he has not despised or abhorred the affliction of the afflicted. And he has not hidden his face from him, but has heard when he cried to him. From you comes my praise in the great congregation. My vows I will perform before those who fear him. The afflicted shall eat and be satisfied. Those who seek him shall praise the Lord. May your hearts live forever. Okay, so David cried out to God, and God heard him. So whenever you cry out to God, he hears you as well. And you see, we, God has placed people in your life to help you fight, okay? Because we're going to go through battles no matter what. No one is immune to struggles and to battles. But he has placed people in your life to help you fight along the way. See, God created a need for people in our lives, See, we weren't designed for isolation. We were designed for community. So when we think that we are lonely, we begin to isolate ourselves from the people around us. So we think that no one can understand what we're going through or what we're struggling with. And we believe a lie that we need to be alone and stay in isolation in our battles. So that's what we do. We start to push people away that are reaching out to help. Because we think that no one can understand. But being socially isolated literally causes your bodies to become sick, like we learned. You are physically becoming sick when you are in isolation. Can you imagine what that is doing to you spiritually? So when we isolate ourselves from others, it's like you're showing up to a battle alone and unarmed. Like, can you imagine fighting a war by yourself? Like, you're up here at the battlefront and you have maybe like a sword, or now they use guns, but and there's 3,000 enemies charging at you. Do you think that would be a good fight? No, like you would be annihilated. You cannot fight by yourself, and you are not meant to fight alone. 
And you see, there is a spiritual battle going on for you every single day, and this is very real. And this is why God designed us for community. See, we are not meant to fight alone. When we're going through a battle, the voice of the enemy will tell you a lie, and he will tell you that the only way for you to heal is in isolation. So we begin to push those people away that are reaching out because they just won't get it. You see, but even though our feelings are real, Jesus felt the weight of those feelings for you on the cross so that you wouldn't have to. And he placed people in your life on purpose. So you see, we are meant to live in community with one another and to fellowship together. Do you know why we are designed for community? See, we're designed for community because God is community. See, he is God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, living in love and fellowship together to create a perfect triune community. And he desires for every one of us to participate in that same community with him and with others. So when we live in community, we reflect the love of Jesus. So I think a quote by a man named Bruce Perry explains this idea so well. He stated that the capacity to love cannot be built in isolation. So like when Jesus lived on earth, he was always around people, right? He was always in community. And when we're in community, we reflect that love of Jesus, okay? When you're in isolation, you're keeping that love away from others. See, the truth is that we need each other. God intended for us to walk beside each other, to build each other up, and to spur each other on in faith. And he has placed people in your life for you to rely on and for you to trust. So when you feel as if no one understands what you're going through, that feeling is a lie, okay? God purposely placed people in your path to pour into you. And I can assure you that at some point, you will come across someone who has been in the same situation as you. And God purposely placed them in front of you because they have overcome that thing that you just don't see yourself getting through. And God has given them a powerful testimony of hope and redemption and restoration. The same testimony that he desires to give to every single one of you. But that's why we need to live in community. See, when we are in isolation, this keeps us from growing as the body of Christ. Do you know why loneliness is so dangerous? Loneliness is dangerous because we begin to fill ourselves up with things when only God fills us up. So we become lonely, we begin to search for something that will make us feel whole. So we begin to search for a sense of belonging, but we're searching in all the wrong places. So this is why we start to look to boys or to girls to fill us up, and only to be let down again. You see, loneliness makes you feel less. It feeds you a lie that you are not enough and that you will never be enough. So this is why we start to turn to video games or to food. This is why you give yourself to that boy or that girl, even though years ago you made a promise to God to remain pure, okay? You are trying to fill yourself up to fill, to be whole, but you're only going to be let down again unless what you're turning to is Jesus. And did you know that as you are seeking these things of the world that Jesus has been seeking you? So we're going to look at Revelation 3.20. And it says, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come into him and eat with him and he with me. So you see, 
Jesus is standing at the door of your heart, and he desires for you to let him in because he wants to dine with you. He doesn't care that your life is a mess. Everyone has brokenness. He just doesn't want you to hide it. He wants to fix that mess for you. In the whole time that you felt lonely, you thought you were alone, he was knocking on the door of your heart, letting you know that you weren't alone. And he will make you whole if you let him in. So a job, a car, social media, a relationship, these things will not fill you up. They can never fulfill the desire that your heart longs for. It will always leave you wanting. You see, but there is hope found in Jesus. And our last scripture for the night is Psalms 23. It says, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me still beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. So you see, God is enough to meet your needs and to fulfill your loneliness. See, following Jesus, it doesn't make you immune to loneliness or to battles. That's something we're going to struggle with. Okay, but God has given us a promise that we do not have to fight the fight alone. You see, he has prepared a table for us to come and dine at him with. And all we need to do is worship in the midst of your battles. Worship when you can't see a purpose for the pain. Worship when you can't find hope. Worship when you are stuck in loneliness. Because God never has and he never will leave you alone. So God... Thank you for knocking on the door of our hearts. Thank you for preparing a table for us to come and dine at you with. I pray that if anyone here, if they are filling themselves up with something that isn't of you, that they realize it's never too late to turn their life around and to start filling themselves up with you. I pray that tonight we just continue to live in community and as we head out into breakouts that we will live in your love and we will fellowship together.